And this is Steve from Retroman Blog, and as it's the well, it's the first day of a brand new lockdown, I thought I'd get back to doing my special edition of Retrosonic Podcast, Lockdown Lowdown, and um, now I've got to welcome a very special guest, um, Damien O'Neill. Hello, Damien. Hey, great to hear your lovely dulcet tones again. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's been a while, hasn't it? <laughs> I said the, the problem with having no gigs is that I don't get to bump into you at, at, at gigs anymore, do no, I? Lemonyanas or whatever at the Hundred Club. Yeah, it was the last time I seen you, was it? I think so, yeah. Yeah, we did have that strange episode with um, Buddy Ascot when we were both um, smuggled into his box at the Royal Albert Hall. Oh, yeah, would have been the last time. That was, yeah, Pete Shelley's tribute night. Yeah. The Albert Hall when, what month was that last year? November? I can't remember now, but... um, Yeah, that's right. We got got snuck into uh, a fantastic view, a a royal box, I believe, or something like that, wasn't it? I don't know if it was a royal box. I don't know how well, Buddy Ascot... Oh, we're royalty. Come on, we're royalty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I guess that the lockdown must be um, hitting you pretty hard as a sort of touring musician, especially with... Yes, the it's been a, dis- a complete disaster. Uh, all these, all the live shows we had planned, scheduled for, for 2020, basically. All but one, I see. We did one in February in Minehead, a Butlins thing. It was like a punk thing in Butlins. And... Um, we had everything else was all lined up with UK tour, USA tour first, actually in April, then a UK tour in May. Then we were going to do loads of festivals and headline and rebellion was the big one this year. Mm. All gone by the wayside. So we've had to reschedule everything for 2021. Yeah. And even, you know, even the UK tour for March 2021, even that might be hit and miss if that's going to happen. It just, just depends yeah. really. If I suppose we're all waiting for a vaccine, you know? Yeah. Well, it's not just, you know, I can't complain for, for the undertones because, you know, we all, various members got day jobs and they're, so they're earning money and, and we get a bit of royalties from here and there. Mm. And, uh, you know, you know, it's not like we're with huge debts to pay off and all. So, mm. But, you know, it's been tough. It has been tough. But there's a lot worse musicians or anybody in the arts out there who are really, really, really struggling. And I really feel for them. Yeah, it's tough. Have you managed to... Do any recording? Any, any, have you got together yeah. any, any lockdown recordings? I know a lot of bands have been doing that, haven't they? Doing online shows and... Yeah, we, and we still have yet to do that. Actually, we, we, some, we've been requested to do a few online things, but we, we've been a bit hesitant. But, um, personally, yes, I've been getting on with some solo stuff for hopefully, what will hopefully be the next re- uh, record on Dumble Discs for my solo, second solo record. Instrumentals mainly. Um, I've also been doing a bit of... Unpaid session work, I suppose you could call it, for um, other artists. In fact, Eileen Gogan from Dumbledus, uh, she, we're working on a collaboration for a, a track that she did. She did an, I did an instrumental track on her her, her last album on Dumbledus, Under Moving Skies, great LP. And she's now enhanced it with a wonderful tune. She's put a tune to this, a melody to my instrumental. So that's, that's I'm really excited about that because mm. um, we've kind of changed it. So I've been working on that. Yeah, I've also been working with um, an Irish singer called Roy Arbuckle. He's kind of folk stuff, really. 
he uh, requested him and his, one of my best friends, Kevin Sharkey, asked me to put a guitar on one of his tracks. And that turned out great. So that's coming out, I think, next year. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, on a small label, probably Roy's own label or whatever. Yeah. So you, you touched on, you, you know, working on some more solo material. I mean, obviously, um, we did a great podcast together when you released your debut solo album back in 2018, yeah. um, which was that, was that was under the name of Damien O'Neill and the Monotones. Yeah. And um, that, was, that was a great record. You know, I really love that. And that was where you sort of went back and revisited some of your own songs from yeah. The Undertones, That Petrol Emotion, some of your solo work. And you sort of rejigged them and re-recorded yeah. them. You know, if you're listening to this, you must have heard the Retrosonic podcast special. It's uh, it's well worth checking out because you sort of go back over all these songs that you've um, revisited. And that was called Refit, Revise, Reprise. And you say you're doing some new material. Are you going to go back to um, the monotones and, or is it going to be a separate solo project? I think it'll be this time. I don't think I'll call it a mon- monotones. I've done that. So... Like I said earlier, it'll, it'll be mostly instrumentals this time, not songs. I don't think I'll be revisiting anything, put it that way. I think that I've done in the past. I think I've done that now. Mm. Um, I think it's good to come up with some new new material. Yeah. Either instrumentals or songs, but I think it's mainly going to be instrumentals this time. Because mm. um, I think <laughs> for the Monotones record, yeah, I love doing it, but I really didn't enjoy the singing. <laughs> I find it the hardest thing to do. Yeah. And I was never a great lyricist to be honest so i think my my strong points is 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 play, is doing you know instrumentals is yeah. mainly guitar or whatever you know so i think i'll, I'll stick to that <laughs> so you haven't <laughs> thought about getting in some guest vocalists to oh well that's a point actually because i've got a few little songs that that i don't want to sing so i might do that very well we'll watch this space we'll see yeah that'd be great i look forward to it and obviously we'll keep everyone updated on retro man blog and the, the debut album was um, released on Dimple Discs Records. Yes. It was um, something that um, I remember we, we spoke about in that podcast that was run by yourself and your friend Brian O'Neill. Mm-hmm. No relation. No relation. Can you tell us yeah. a little bit about the label and your involvement? Well, yeah, um, I think I came up with a name and I think uh, basically it was a vehicle to get my record out. And Brian was very enthusiastic about running it, mainly with me at the time initially. And he, but Brian used to be in the music business. He used to be a PR guy. He used to work for Rough Trade initially and then he was, he did PR for Stereo Lab and loads of other bands. So um, Brian wanted something to do to keep him occupied in his retirement. So it was just perfect timing for him. So we, we formed a label and released um, my record, Monotone's record. And uh, we decided to keep it going. And Brian was a huge, Brian's a huge Sean O'Hagan fan. Sean O'Hagan's one of our good friend of ours. He just lives down the road here in Peckham. And Micro Disney had reformed for a few shows, as you might remember. And uh, they played live in Dublin and in Cork. And they used a guest singer called Eileen Gogan. This, this solo singer, um, a fantastic singer called Eileen. Uh, she, she did a few shows with Micro Disney. Brian met her and got to know her She's done a previous solo record. She used to be in a few other bands in the past, the Woodbees, the Drays, I think, as well. Mm-hmm. You know, um, quite a well-known figure in the Irish music scene. Anyway, Brian kind of really wanted to put out her new material. So we, I both, we both agreed to put it out on Dumble Discs. It's called Under Moving Skies, CD and, and record and vinyl. And I play 
I just, just so happen I play on a couple of her tracks as well. Play, I contributed to some guitar. Yeah. And Sean as well, Sean O'Hink. So it was kind of, you know, it was like a family little unit thing. So we, yeah. that, we put that out. <clears throat> that was our second release, which did quite well as well. Um, it's sorry. a great record, you know, and um, yeah. it, it's, that was released earlier this year, wasn't it? Just, yes, um, earlier this summer. year. Unfortunately, Eileen was hoping to tour it. Yeah. But, of course, fate intervenes. So it was a real shame. And in fact, I was going to play guitar live with her for some, some shows, oh. I think. You mentioned Micro Disney, and, uh, I, uh, and on the album, um, Cathal from um, that Micro Disney and, uh, and the Fatima Mansions also adds backing vocals as well. Yes, um, that's, that was great, wasn't it? Because he, 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 I remember seeing the Fatima Mansions back in the sort of late eighties, early nineties, and they were such a great live band. He was a brilliant, intense performer, oh, amazing performer, voice, isn't he? Yeah, and fantastic, a wonderful voice. So I'm a big fan, you know, and um, it was yeah. nice to hear him because I, I it's one of those people that I. He's probably been really busy, you know, but he's sort of disappeared off the off the radar, I guess. And yeah, well, he I think Cal got a job, a proper job, um, but he take he took a year out. Can to be honest with Dimpletus, I kind of I left I left it over to Brian to with now, so he's dealing with Dimpletus, and I've kind of gone back to what I'm probably best at, which is just being a dumb musician. <laughs> <laughs> um, Record company, you know, being involved in the label, it takes it's a lot of work. Brian has the time and the energy. Uh, I don't. <laughs> so I, it's kind of, it's Brian's label, now, to be honest. Well, I said, we, let's play a track from Eileen Gogan and the Instructions. Um, okay. and I, well, I'll pick one which I like because um, it features you on guitar and Cathal on backing vocals. And um, this is called Echo. Submit. 
And that was Echo by Eileen Gogan and the Instructions from the album Under Moving Skies, which is on your Dimple Discs um, label. And I, I'm looking at you now with your famous dimples. Then I, can... <laughs> I guess where I got the name, yeah. That's where you got the name from, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was perfect. Yeah. So, so you've, you've sort of given up on the on the idea of being the next Seymour Stein then, have you? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. The, the ins and outs of the music business have always baffled me. In fact, it's, it's a fact that, uh, you know, I think Maggie Bradley says it in his book about the undertones. You know, he wrote his, I was a teenage undertone, whatever it's called. Teenage kicks, actually. My life is an undertone. He says, and it, you know, we used to have band meetings with our manager and he says usually Damien would fall asleep within a few minutes, you know, with that. And that's still, still the same. It's still happening. I, you know, I just, I, I, I can't focus on anything that requires, you know, a lot of uh, thought putting into, you know, and you know, uh, how many records we should press up, et cetera, et cetera. I just, I'd rather just play in the bloody thing yeah. <laughs> rather than work on promotion and all that, you know, honestly. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, so, it's... Brian's perfect for promotion because that's what he used to do. Yeah, also, sorry, I meant to mention there's one more release coming out. Next, The next one is Andy Golding from, uh, you know, the Wolfhounds, you know, the band The Wolfhounds. Yeah. Yeah. He's done an instrumental record, uh, mainly guitar, instrumental. Uh, Brian's putting that out, I think, early next year. That's coming out in Dimble Discs as well. Oh, great. So already the, the nice... Uh building up a nice catalogue there. But I wanted to um, talk to you about the latest release, which I'm holding here in my hands, which is not very good on an audio podcast, people. <laughs> <laughs> but I can assure you this looks fantastic. It is the new single from Baby Shakes, Sweet and Sound. It's a great cover, a very glamtastic, and it's got a lovely sort of fluorescent, translucent magenta. You just call it magenta, do you? Magenta. That's the, magenta that's vinyl. The so Those it looks, looks fantastic, and it does sound as good as it looks. So... Uh, this was in. This was great because I'm a big fan of Baby Shakes and I'm a big fan of the undertones and your solo stuff. And this record sort of sums them all up in one little lovely yeah, package. Yeah, right? them all together. Yeah. So tell It'll me, be- this so let, before, let's say so this is Baby Shakes Sweet and Sour Part Two, and on the B side is Really Really, which um, yeah. obviously fans of the undertones will recognise. So tell us a little bit about how you got to work with Baby Shakes because obviously they're great sort of young band from um, New York. Yeah, yeah. We we first met them. T- to, I think we did a tour in 2004 in America. So in New York and Brooklyn, they supported us. I think they support, might have done two nights with us. That's when we got to meet them, and they were lovely, you know. We really liked them. And then we did another U.S. tour uh, last year. And again, we got hooked up again with Baby Shakes, and they supported us in, in this time in Manhattan, I think it was. And um, Billy actually played drums on Get Over You. They did a version of Get Over You for their encore. Mm. And Billy was on stage with him, and it was wonderful. It was the first time. It was the. It was like watching the undertones, you know, <laughs> only better looking. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know, much younger as well, of course. Uh, but it it was just so good. So Billy just took. He really wanted to help them out. So he offered to pay for new recordings and to take them all the way to Derry to to fly him over to Derry to do the vocals and stuff. So Billy basically funded the whole project. Oh. So what initially turned out to be just, we were going to do two songs. We ended up doing four songs. And he, Billy had asked, he approached me, he said, had you, had you, have you any glam type tracks? Because Billy hadn't heard my solo record. Hmm. So I thought, it, you know, of course, right away, I went, 
obvious choice would be Sweden Star because that's yeah. obviously kind of a glam track. So I sent it to him. He loved it. And him and his nephew, Stephen, they decided, you know, we, all three of us, they wanted to change it a bit to make it more snappy, more, because my version is actually a bit long. It's about four minutes, something. And we needed to whittle it down to like a classic two, three minute pop song. So we changed it. We altered, we put a new chorus in, got rid of some of the original, whatever, you know, whatever was in the original. And um, it just made it more snappy. Yeah. So we worked on that, got that honed in, and then Billy really wanted to do really, really. The the Shakes wanted to do really, really, actually, the girls, because they, they love that song. Yeah. And, you know, again, that's a great song, because it's the B-side of whatever. Can you remember, Steve? What's Get the, Over You. Get Over You. There you go. So it's kind of, you know, people like it, but they, don't, they haven't heard it much. So this, you know, the girls singing it, it's just, it's made it better, I think. Well, yeah, it's a good song and it's a, it's a good choice, especially from a from a fan's point of view, because um, like I said, it was just a B-side and it doesn't appear on the debut album. It's, I think it only appeared on a couple of the CD reissues and the A's and B's compilation. Yeah. But it's yeah, one of those great, great classic B-sides, isn't it? That, you know, it is. Undertones always had great B-sides and that was one of them, for sure. Yeah, but I think we, we bettered it. I think we bettered it. It just suits it with the girls singing, I think. And of course, what's lovely about the end of the song really, really is this talking between the three girls. It's kind of like a Shangri-Las or something. Mm. And that really makes it, really makes yeah. it. Well, let's hear it. Let's hear Baby Shakes yeah. and their version of Really, Really.
that's a great track and it's like you said when when you hear a when you sometimes you hear a song in a different context like that and you hear them saying you you, you think was that really a b-side I, I, I it's one of those things that even for me as a big fan you know i mean sort of think that was a b-side wasn't it it wasn't a single in its own right you know I and mean, it, it's such a great track you know and yeah i think they, they have done it justice you know yeah yeah definitely it, yeah i mean i guess just the riff the riff's great yeah uh, i think it's billy's might have been his first song he ever wrote actually um yeah, it's just, it's very, there's a real innocence, naivety about that song, which I love. And Baby Shakes watching it, you know. Yeah, and, and you actually, you and Billy um, sort of produced the, the single and you also yeah, we, played we, on it as we, well. We did both. Yeah, Sweet Sour and Rated Really. Um, and Billy's nephew, Stephen, I have to give praise him here. He he added little guitar things, you know, which, he, little embellishments, which I wouldn't have come up with, which really enhanced the songs. So it's yeah. it's a perfect... Yeah. combination you know and it's it's also a, a, a rare <laughs> drummers are going to hate me now but it's it's been it was written by billy the drummer and it's a great track isn't it and um yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah drummers aren't known for their song writing prize <laughs> no, but it's, it's a great song and i mean he's written some i mean if you think about it he's written some good songs isn't he you know yeah. you know well, i mean Billy billy's third is great that made it on the first lp yeah, but he said, and was that his third song he wrote? It was his third song. Hence <laughs> <laughs> the title. Get it? <laughs> I think Wrong Way was his second. You know, Wrong Way, that also made it on the LP. That yeah, was his yeah. second song he ever wrote. Yeah. But we're still waiting for Billy's fourth. <laughs> it's been a long time. <laughs> we're waiting. Well, we've got to hear Billy's third, haven't we? We've got to play we got to play Billy's third. Billy's yeah. third. <laughs> <laughs> interesting how you met up with a band and i said that they are a fantastic group They've got some yeah work. well you know what what we loved working with them in the studio and Derry because 
They're just so full of positivity and enthusiasm. It's just uh, overwhelmed us, you know, and um, it was just a joy. Yeah. It was a joy to be at that session. We also recorded two other songs, so which, are going to, which is going to be another single next year, hopefully. Uh, are we allowed uh, to know what they are? Is it yeah, yeah, yeah. One, you'll know one of them. Again, like Sweet and Star, it's taken from the Monotones record. Well, actually, it originally was done by the Undertones as well. Uh, Much Too Late, my oh, song yeah. from... Yeah. That Dunnertons did for a single in 2000 and whenever, 14 or something. And mm-hmm. then I put it on the Monotones record. There's now a version that Baby Shakes have done. And it's, with kind of, it's more garage, garagey, yeah. more 60s garagey. It's, it's, it's better again. Like mm-hmm. Sweet and Sour, it's much better. Uh, there's that. And then there's a new track, which uh, is kind of, it's, it's my track. Uh, it's an instrumental originally. The Baby Shakes put on, we came up with this kind of chant Mm-hmm. Put, you know with with the instrumental so it works out really well so we, we're still debating whether that should be the it's called new rebellion the song okay. we're debating whether that should be the a side or much too late should be the a side we're not sure yet well the good thing about a single we can do call it a double a side can't you we, we could indeed i think this this is what we might do yeah i mean kids today probably won't know what i'm talking about double a side singles but, <laughs> <laughs> but oh that's something to look forward to that that would be great you know and um, the single's been released now. It's out. You can buy it from Dimple Disc on Bandcamp or various outlets. And uh, it's also got a Japanese release, hasn't it? You, you re- yes. issued in Japan with a different sleeve. Yes, because, see, got to remember, Baby Shakes are they're quite well, quite popular in Japan. They always do very well over there. They play, I think they've played there four or five times over the years. Mm. So uh, they've got their own little fan base. Mm. And um, that's another reason why we decided to put it out in four four different colors and vinyl yeah because um, J- J- japanese love to collect yeah color vinyl. that's true and it's already you know that we we've shipped out 200 copies mm. two single 200, 200 singles which is quite a lot actually for japan yeah. and uh, i think that already they've all been snapped up that's good yeah that's good news yeah because um well, i was in japan in march just before the lockdown and my last proper night out involving alcohol and friends and socializing <laughs> was at a fantastic bar called poor cow in tokyo um which is run by a guy called fifi who is in a brilliant punk band called teen generate i don't know if you know them but they're worth checking out Great name. Great and it's, name. Just, it's just this fantastic bar you know it's a stack full of records and and um he had the, like baby shaped stickers i think or pictures on the wall and that and um he's got the undertones i think a uh, picture up there you're on you're on his wall in Tokyo and I was talking about Baby Shakes and he said how, how he was a big fan you know and um, I didn't realise you know I didn't realise that it would in a couple of months or a few months later would end up with a single of theirs being released over there yeah, that's great but, uh, I, so I can vouch for their popularity <laughs> they weren't making it up <laughs>
So how are things with um, the everlasting year? I mean, last time we spoke, there was sort of um, rumblings about you working on the second album, the follow-up to the fantastic Anima Rising. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose lockdown again has, um, has probably put a... Yeah, it, it, it's a shame because, yeah, in January, we finally went in the studio in South London and we recorded four tracks, which went really well. I think we spent three days there. Turned out great. Um, and we were, you know, we kind of made plans to go in and maybe a month's time to put down some redo stuff and mix it and all that. And then I think it was late February or whatever, we, had pl- we were planning to do all this. And then, of course, the lockdown happened. But on hold. And, yeah, it's maybe, again, it's like everything. We'll just have to see, win see what happens before we can continue with that project. I mean, did you, are the songs you recorded, are they releasable? Are they, are they could you do an EP not, or single or something? To... Not as, no, we needed, we'd have to, there's still a few adjustments to it. Okay. Uh, fine tuning and then mixing. So we could, you're right, maybe. That's a possibility, I said, think of that. We could put, put it out as an EP, yeah. Very possible, very, very possible. Another could. Dimple Discs release, maybe? Oh, ooh, we have to talk to Raymond about that one. <laughs> Possibly. Yeah, because, um, yeah, yeah, it would be this, geez, Bruce. Yeah, we could be the next Sire Records, who knows? Oh, well, um, you never know, yeah. Or, or Motown. Well, um, we'll see, we'll see, Steve. Um, yeah, I mean, it's such a shame, isn't it? Because you've, you've been so unlucky over the, the, the past couple of years with the Everlasting Year. I know you've banned no. Sort of health issues and the lockdown and everything, and it's. Uh, it, it's I know. Like a, I know from from last. It seems ages ago since I last saw you play live. But you know, you had these great new songs that you were playing, and yeah, uh, it seems so like the gods. The gods are against us again, yet again. <laughs> uh, <who knows? laughs> uh, but don't worry, there. You know, because I know you're a huge fan. You, you'll that'll come out sometime, <clears throat> hopefully next year. Oh, great! Well, we look forward to it. You know. And don't forget, talking about um, uh, Everlasting Year, and uh, we've did a great podcast with you, Kieran and Raymond, um, about the story of that petrol emotion and then leading into the, the Everlasting Year, which is a, it's a great listen. So that's still up on the Retrosonic Archive. And we're now on Spotify, and as well as iTunes and SoundCloud. and Is it iTunes anymore? I don't know, Apple Podcasts or whatever. But uh, so we just start, we're all up on Spotify now, um, all the episodes, all the back catalogue, is there and so that's a great listen with, with the three of you talking about the um you didn't get much of a word in did you with um well how um, could you with those two <laughs> and there was also we did a pet i don't know if you've seen that we did a petrol's uh pod not a podcast but a zoom thing about um you know manic potro oh yeah the and, listening party and but yeah listening party that's it and yeah. about also about babble and I could hardly get a word in there either because <laughs> you, know, you had Steve, Kieran, and Raymond. You know, it's impossible. <laughs> oh, well, luckily we've got your own dedicated episode to people can listen yes. to as well. So yeah. that's about an hour and a half. No, of no you. interruptions. No interruptions. <laughs> <laughs> I even cut myself out of it. <laughs> so, you and the music, so that's well worth listening to.
and just another little i know um something we've talked about before and um is another project you're involved with is five billion in diamonds um yes. and you contribute guitar to their second album um which is sort of uh I think it's coming out at the end, end of November. Yes, I believe it is. Somebody, James, texted me a few weeks ago to say they've got a deal with somebody. I don't know who it is, but some, some label's going to put it out. And I think it is, yeah, at the end of this month, I think. Yeah, I think it's on Make Records. Um, okay, right. And they've just released a single. Yes. From the album, um, Weight of the World. And the new album the is... Yep. Uh, it's coming out, um, I said, I'll make records on the, I think, 20th of November. I've got a date here, and they're probably going to have a double album vinyl release early next year. And this is a good, interesting project, isn't it? Because um, this is a, something, again, which uh, <laughs> in this sort of, the, the sort of lockdown times is it, weird, because it's like an in, international col- col- collaboration, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, it's, yeah you get Butch Fig, and yeah, you get, you get all type, all from all around the world. James Matthews is a, and Andy, Andy Jenks mm. from Five Billion, they're, they're really, they're good friends of mine, so I jump at the chance when they ask me to, <clears throat> to play with them, mm. to, to contribute, whatever. It's just, uh, they're especially, Andy's a great, he's a great, he's got great ear, musical ear. Mm. Um, and he's got a, he's got his own studio in Bristol, so it's you can spend a lot of time down there and just you know experiment, do whatever. <laughs> you don't have to look at the clock ticking all the time. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I've got, I just respect them all as musicians, and it's, yeah, it's just it's just it's just great to be involved in it, even if it's just playing guitar or one or two songs. It's yeah. uh, great for me. Yeah, because it's Butch Fig, isn't it? And um, James. Yeah, Butch Fig. God. Yeah. Doesn't get any bigger than Butch. Yeah, yeah. that's right. And then there's nice. yourself. There's Ebert from the soundtrack of our Ebert lives. From, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's it's a bit of a starred, starry band, isn't it? Yeah. No way, you know. Yeah, I mean, you've got Damon Reese, you've got um, Alex yeah. Lee, and the, and you've got James Bagshaw from Temples. I see is now is added on. Yeah, to. he uh, that track he sings on. Yeah. I think he sings one or two, but one particular track I can't remember the name of it. It's wonderful, really mm. brilliant. It's really That's great. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm looking forward. I've heard the advanced preview of the album, and it's fantastic. You know, and, uh, it's better. It's better than the first album, actually, Steve. I think yeah. it's better. Yeah. Um, in fact, it was when you know uh, during the in December there when the, the during the election night when the horrible night when the exit polls gave the Tories eighty whatever majority. <clears throat> me and my wife Liv, we just turned the TV off and I put on the new Five Billion Diamonds record, and that really cheered me up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well it's good it's a great record and, and so the album's called Divine Accidents and uh, obviously again we'll keep you updated and uh, and like I said they've got a single out now and um, I think we can play a little bit of that as well it's called Weight of the World this is 5 billion in diamonds
madness is hard to absorb The things I've done are so consequential They train on me Billion in Diamonds and uh, a great track called Weight of the World taken from their forthcoming album Divine Accidents and a uh, great project to be involved with. I mean, it's a shame that I'm, you, you can't all play live because that, that would take some doing, wouldn't it? Getting everybody from Sweden, yeah. England, America. Yeah, yeah. It, would, yeah it would be a lot of air miles to get us all together, I think. <laughs> sure would, but... Uh, and so what else have you been working on, Dame, Damien? Have you got anything else in the pipeline? Yeah, I've done a few other guitar contributions. There's one thing I did... I think I did it about two years ago, actually, but it's going to come out next year. Um, there's a Derry singer-songwriter uh, called Christian McNeil. He used to be in a band called Stoom. Um, he now lives in America, and he sent me a track to play on called Be Good to Yourself. Um, him and his daughter are on it, and um, that turned out great. So apparently he's just mixed it, so that's going to definitely come out on his solo record probably early next year. So there's that. And then I also play guitar... This is like the hired gunslinger here, me. <laughs> um, there's a forthcoming compilation of covers, basic cover record of Harry Nielsen's album, The Point, from the 70s. Uh, different artists are Eileen's on it, Eileen Gogan and Cahill's on it, I think, uh, doing versions of songs from that Harry Nielsen's rec- record. But yeah, I, um, I just, I was asked to, you know, come up with something for one of the tracks and uh, turn it, I think I got turned it quite well. So, so I think that's might be coming out in Dumble Discs, I believe as well. Next year. Oh, right. Excellent. Well, lots to look forward to. Well, thank you, Damien. It's, uh, it's been great to have a chat um, again. Nice to see you looking so well. And uh, <laughs> we look forward to all these many projects that will be coming out over the next few months. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So actually, as you can tell, I have been quite busy during lockdown. Oh, great. And uh, well, thanks. I think to, to play us out, we'll um, we'll play Baby Shake's version of your very own Sweet and Sour. And uh, thank you, Damien, and uh, all the best. Thank you, Steve. Thanks.
Absolutely.